from the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston. This is the Danny Picard Show, Monday, April 10th, 2017. Today's show presented by Beantown Athletics, your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. From designing to printing, Beantown Athletics does it all. Go to BeantownAthletics.com right now to get a free quote for your customized apparel. Today's show is also presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com with my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C at DraftKings. Every day is a brand new season, especially during the Major League Baseball season, and it's easy. Just fill out your lineup and follow the action live in your DraftKings app. Now, I don't play regular fantasy baseball anymore. It's just not something I do. There's a couple of reasons for it. The biggest reason is that the season is just too long. 162 games, um, and it's just, you know, when you do put up the money at the beginning of the season, let's say you do have a good team and you have a chance of winning it and you do win something, you don't get the money until it feels like two years later. So, I mean, it's just too long of a season to play in a fantasy baseball league. That's why at DraftKings, Every day is a brand new season, and, uh, you know, the length of the season is not an issue. You can put together a different lineup every single day with a chance to win big money every single night. So what are you waiting for? Go to DraftKings.com right now or download their app and play for free by using my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C with your first deposit. Welcome to the show. We have some beautiful weather here in Boston. What do we got, Pete? 65 degrees and sunny? 65 and sunny, baby. Uh, I got a wiffle ball bat in my hands. I figured, you know, if Brandon Wahlberg didn't make it in, then we would just have a wiffle ball game on, until until he made it in. But he texted us and told us that he was sick. Have you ever seen his wiffle ball swing? And Brandon Wahlberg? Yes. No. Oh. Is this the part of the show where we crush Brandon Wahlberg <laughs> for not coming in and no showing? Because I'm okay with that. So he's a, he's a righty, but he swings lefty. With the opposite hand, one-handed. In so ball. it's like Pablo Sandoval being a lefty trying to swing righty. Have yes. you seen Pablo Sandoval yes. try to swing righty? It's embarrassing. I don't know if anyone in the organization is paying any attention to it. But if they were, they would say, don't ever get up righty again. They take the helmet that he wears when he's up right-handed, and they would throw it in the trash so that if he did get up right-handed, he'd have to wear the lefty helmet, and he'd look like an idiot because the airpiece would be on the wrong side. Yeah, I heard That's they what just, they should do. They just hide it now. <laughs> That's what they should do. So you're saying Wahlberg's terrible at wiffle ball? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Really? Yeah. Is he as bad at wiffle ball as he is golf? No, he's actually gotten a lot better at golf. He has. I played with him last year, yeah. Really? End of the season, he, he played really well. Really? Well, yes. that's you know why. You know why he's playing all the time now, dude. He plays all the time. But you know why he's playing all the time? Because he was so bad. No, because he's playing the role of Ricky Fowler <laughs> in the Sergio Garcia movie. Right? Did you hear this? I didn't. That Mark Wahlberg is directing the new Sergio Garcia movie? Yeah, it's going to be a big hit. Um, and Brandon Wahlberg is going to play the role of Ricky Fowler. So, you know, he loves wearing the Puma stuff. He loves wearing the bright colors out in the course. And it's just a perfect role for him. And uh, that's why he's playing so much golf. Now, I don't... Look, no wonder why Brandon doesn't have time to come in. He's, he's sick. He, he told you he's sick, Pete? He did. He did. He confirmed told me, his sickness. He told me. He confirmed it with what? Yes. Did he show you he a picture? He was, did he, he Snapchat you a picture of the garbage barrel that he's puking in? He just said he's sick. Okay. Yeah. So, now. You, I you t- questioned well, his I sickness. Qu- I still am. Yeah. Look, a lot of people question. People question athletes when they don't play in a game because they're ill. 
I don't do that because we've all been sick. We've all had the flu. We've all been there. And it's the worst feeling in the world. Sometimes you just can't get out of bed. Uh, so if a professional athlete feels that way, I mean, sometimes I take their side and I, I, I defend them. But there's being sick and not playing. And then there's maybe pretending to be sick and not showing up. Maybe because of something that happened the night before on social media. Pete, do you have any idea what I'm talking about, where I'm going with this theory as to why Brandon might not be here right now and why he's no-showing and no, telling me he's sick? I don't. <laughs> um, last night, on Sunday night, I sent out a tweet that said, Brandon Wahlberg will be joining me in studio because I texted him. You know, we confirmed it last night. He was coming in. And look, Brandon comes in here a lot. He's, he's somebody that comes in, loves the NBA, loves the Celtics. We get the NBA playoffs right around the corner. Uh, you know, we were, he's obviously getting ready to be Ricky Fowler in the Sergio Garcia movie, so I thought it would be good timing. But also, what I tweeted last night was that, you know, he's playing the role. Brandon Wahlberg's going to come in studio and talk about his new role as Danny Woodhead in the new Tom Brady movie. And, um, you know, that picked up some steam on social media, and he had, there were some people throwing shots at that. <laughs> throwing, throwing some daggers at the kid. Uh, and I, what I wanted to do was, you know, when he came in today, was help him defend himself. So your theory is you don't think he, think he could take the heat I don't know. on social media. I don't know what's happening. So he bailed today. I have no idea. Wow. I just, I, the, the timing is, is funny. Um, because they were, if you saw the comments and the replies coming in last night, you know, and, and look, it wasn't, wasn't great timing for my tweet with that, based on the fact that Mark Wahlberg had a tweet right around that time, right after the Masters. Mark Wahlberg, here's a Mark Wahlberg tweeted at 810 last night. He tweets, congratulations, Sergio Garcia, on winning the Masters. You own the green jacket now. Glad we spoke today. <laughs> I don't know what's funnier. I I don't know what's funnier. Mark Wahlberg leaving the Super Bowl early or taking credit for Sergio Garcia and his Masters win and his first major in which he actually choked on 18 with a putt that I would have hit, Pete, you would have hit, fuck, Brandon would have hit. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, only had a shot to win it after he choked in 18 because Justin Rose choked on the playoff hole in which they play 18. They played 18 again, right? On the playoff hole yes. at the Masters. And Rose, off the drive, he puts it in the trees. Garcia did exactly what he did the hole before, and he gets up there and he put it away, and he, he wins his first major. Congratulations to Sergio Garcia. I did not know that Mark Wahlberg and Garcia spoke before the tournament, which obviously Mark Wahlberg in this tweet is saying that whatever conversation they had led to this final day at the Masters and the success of putting that green jacket on. He calmed him down. Now, a little controversy with this Mark Wahlberg tweet because if you actually go to Mark Wahlberg's account right now, Mark Wahlberg edited that tweet that he had. And the original one was posted at 8.10 at night, 8.10 p.m. last night. If you look at it right now, that one's deleted, and he posted again at 9.57 p.m. And here's the edited tweet. 
from Mark Wahlberg. Says, congratulations, Sergio Garcia, on winning the Masters. You own the green jacket now. And that's the end of the tweet. (laughs) He took out the glad we spoke today. Glad we talked today. Now, it obviously was because of what people had to say about it. And I would think that he probably looked at that after the fact and said, "Eh, you know what, this doesn't look too good. This actually looks like I am taken away from what Sergio Garcia did going out, what he shoot, nine under on the tournament and winning in a playoff and winning his first major. It does sound like I'm trying to take credit for this. So I'll delete that part of it. Now, in the world of social media, um, you know, anything you post, you can delete it all you want, but somebody has been there to screen grab it or quote the tweet, and it's, it's there. It's available. So he edited that tweet. He took that part out. But initially, he tried to take credit for Sergio Garcia's win at the Masters by saying they talked today. Now, he puts that tweet out around the same time that I tweeted out that Brandon Wahlberg is going to come on the show today to talk about his new role as Danny Woodhead in the Tom Brady movie. Um, and, of course, it led to, uh, you know, a lot of people picking that up and running with it and some hilarious comments that ensued after the fact. And, you know, I kind of was waiting from I was, Pete, I was waiting for the text from Brandon after that. I was waiting for it. You know, I mean, we're friends with the kid. It's not like he's a, just a random guest that we have on that we don't really know. So we bust each other's balls. I mean, we bust, we bust his balls all the time. In fact, he talked about the Tom Brady movie one time in here. Like, uh, we, you know, we, we bust his balls a lot. Yeah, that I, was the last time he came in, he was talking about it. Yeah. Did we bust his balls too much is what I'm wondering. <laughs> like, did we cross the line? I don't think we did. But, and you know what? It, 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 maybe he really is sick. I don't know. But there are a lot of people last night that seemed interested in him coming in to talk about his role as Danny Woodhead in the Tom, in the upcoming Tom Brady movie. So since he's not going to come in, I feel the need to let you know that not only is he playing the role of Danny Woodhead, which will probably be like a 30 second clip of him walking by Brady in the locker room anyways. Right. Um, but he's also playing the role of Ricky Fowler in the Sergio Garcia movie. And that's why he's playing so much golf. Look, it all makes sense. It all comes together. Uh, but, and, and obviously, you know, it's going to be a Mark Wahlberg production. Why not? I mean, there would, no, there would be, you know, there would be no Sergio Garcia movie without Mark Wahlberg. Because without Mark Wahlberg, Sergio Garcia would have never won the fucking Masters because he never would have got that pep talk on Sunday morning after moving day on the Masters. Just never would have happened. So we wouldn't even, we'd be talking about Justin Rose winning it. I don't know. Who, who else? Somebody else. So, uh, you know, Brandon's going to be Ricky Fowler in that movie. I can't wait to see it. Can't wait. So, <laughs> the, the Masters yesterday, I was actually on WEI last night, and it was just the worst fucking time in, uh, that I've ever experienced. Literally, as they were about to tee off on 18, the first time, before the playoff hole, I was giving updates left and right. As they were about to tee off on 18, the show comes to an end. Like, it's time to wrap it up. We handed off to the national syndication. I think they were playing a major league baseball. I think they were playing the Sunday night baseball game, the Mets and the Marlins. Uh, but I, we had a, you know, that was it. The show was over. There's nothing I can do. We go to a hard break at that point when it does get to the national syndication. So I couldn't talk about the 18th hole. Uh, so I had to watch it there and the playoff. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching Garcia, Sergio Garcia choke on 18. And 
you know, it's not really a surprise. Pete, were you rooting against Sergio Garcia? Because I did see people on Twitter. I had this feeling that a lot of people were rooting against him because, you know, they wanted to have that in that back pocket. Like, everybody likes to, to hate on something, right? There's, especially on social media. It's hate, hate, hate. The player hate his ball, which is one of the best skits that Chappelle has ever done. Um, it's, that's absolutely hilarious. But, I mean, that's, that's a skit. In, in, in reality of social media, that's like a real thing. Like, people rooting for Garcia uh, to miss that putt, and he did. I wasn't. I was rooting for him to win. Now, I had... There was something at stake. I obviously, yeah. you know... It was, it was, I had money on Rose from the beginning of the oh, tournament. Oh, you did? Yeah. I had him in a pool, so... You picked was, him or it was, was random? No, it was random. It was random. Random draw, yeah. I was going to say, how the fuck would you pick Justin <laughs> Rose to win the match? Like, where, where would that come from? So, yeah, needless to say, I was rooting against Garcia for that one reason. But but in general, in when, general we, when me and you put, uh, you know, the, the other things aside, uh, the gambling aside, the golf story of Augusta National and of the Masters and, and just, the, you know, PGA in general, I was rooting for Sergio Garcia. Yeah, I was with him. So I, 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 I didn't mind either way. So to see him win it, to see the emotion that he showed, I thought it was great. Um, but again, we all know why he won it. Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> talk to him before. Talk to him before. Uh, I almost won my master's pool. The master's pool that we put together for this show, we only had 20 people because we could only fill it with 20 people. We couldn't allow more than 20 people in, and it filled up in less than 24 hours. I was in first place through like... The first 14 holes yesterday on Sunday. And all of a sudden, you got Matt Kuchar, who, who had a hole-in-one on 16. And kind of threw everything off. And I end up losing. But uh, it was a fun weekend at the Masters, for sure. And uh, I know some people, they don't really like the golf talk. But I think the Masters is a different type of tournament. I think the Masters is a type of tournament where everybody's paying attention to it. It's not just your your average golf. T- it's not like the... Uh, Genesis Open, right? It, it's not the Shell Houston Open. Like, it's a it, it's a legit tournament that everybody pays attention to, and I don't feel bad talking about it one bit. I really don't. But Sergio Garcia, congrats to him, winning his first major, wins the green jacket, and green now... Green jacket, green jacket, <laughs> who gives a shit? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> it's a great line. And uh, Sergio Garcia I watched that, gives I watched, a shit. I watched That's that. That's for sure. Watch that to pregame for the Masters yesterday. Did you? Oh, yeah. I was... Had to get that in. Yeah, I mean... Great day on the couch yesterday with the windows open. Beautiful. I was watching the Red Sox. Oh, yeah. Big win. Big win for the Red Sox over the Tigers. 7-5 yesterday. And they played again again today. uh, Monday afternoon baseball. Four straight afternoon games for the Red Sox. Chris Salenbaum versus Justin Verlander. Uh, That game, by the time you listen to this... That game's probably going to be already started, maybe even over. But the Red Sox are dealing with a lot. They're dealing with the flu. They're dealing with injuries. They're dealing with bereavement list. And as you know, with David Ortiz not being around, dealing with retirement. And yet here they are still um, with a 3-2 and two record and a chance to go 4-2 and two with their best pitcher on the mound today in Detroit. So I'll keep an eye on the Red Sox, and I'll talk about them a little bit later on in the week. But we got a lot of other stuff going on in regular season baseball early in the season we have stanley cup playoffs which begin wednesday night um we have the nba playoffs which are gonna they're gonna begin this weekend or next early next week right the celtics have two games left 
They play tonight, Monday night, against Brooklyn at home. Then they play Wednesday night against the Milwaukee Bucks at home. And then the playoffs will begin. The Celtics, over the weekend, they clinched. They guaranteed themselves no worse than the number three seed. So they're going to get a top three seed. Now, the interesting part about that is that the Cavaliers losing yesterday to the Atlanta Hawks and just a a, a devastating loss for the Cavs. What did they blow? A 26-point lead in the fourth quarter? Just a brutal loss for Cleveland. Um, They opened the door for the Celtics to get back in the race for the number one seed. Right now, the Cavs and the Celtics on this Monday morning, early afternoon, are tied for the one seed. Both teams have two games left. I just told you what the Celtics have left. They have Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Winnable games for the Celtics. And then you got the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers who play at Miami. And then they play at home against Toronto. So... I don't know that, you know, I can't, Cleveland could beat both of those teams, but those games are not as easy as the Celtics games. Now, I th- I look at the Miami game and say, yeah, sure, LeBron will show up for that one against his old team. But obviously, he'll show up because they want to get the one seed. Yeah, they can say what they want. I think they want that one seed. I really do. Um, but, you know, Miami is playing just to get in the playoffs. So you know they're going to be bringing it against the Cavaliers, and Toronto at that point, what, Wednesday night? I don't know what Tor- what seed Toronto's going to be playing for if they haven't locked up anything at all. And maybe they won't be playing. I have no idea. But um, it's interesting to see that the one seed is still up for grabs in the East, so we'll keep our eye on that. But it's the Stanley Cup playoffs that will begin Wednesday. And with that, you know, I will give my Stanley Cup playoff predictions, picks, picks, if you will to close out the show, and it's going to be quick. Uh, You know, I have it here. I have the brackets. See, the NHL, they did an interesting thing when it comes to gambling in the postseason because what they've done is, with this new playoff format, they've created set brackets, which means that they will no longer reseed. Now, this has been going on for a couple years with the wild card spots, but the NHL has set brackets, and, and that is strictly for the purpose of, you know, bracket contests, right? Similar to what we do with March Madness. You can do it in the NBA. The NBA has set brackets. The NHL didn't. You know, they would reseed after the first round. Now, the last couple of years with this new playoff format, they have set brackets. And with these set brackets, I have them in front of me. I will give my predictions for the Stanley Cup playoffs to close out the show. But here locally in Boston, we have our eye on the Bruins and what the playoff picture will look like for them. And we found that out last night on Sunday night when the Columbus Blue Jackets beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in the final game of the regular season. And they beat them in regulation. What that did was it gave the Bruins the three seed in the division. Instead of being the wild card, the Bruins are the three seed and they'll play the Ottawa Senators in the first Round Now, Game 1 of this series, Bruins and the Ottawa Senators, is going to be Wednesday night. Here's a look at the schedule, Senators-Bruins. Game 1, Wednesday night in Ottawa at 7 o'clock. Game 2 is not going to be until Saturday. Game 2 is Saturday. So, they got, you know, only one game during the, the weekdays here, which is, is big for the Bruins because of some of the injuries that they have. So, Wednesday Saturday, games one and two in Ottawa. Then it'll come to the TD Garden in Boston Monday and Wednesday at the Garden 
So you'll have Monday night and Wednesday night of next week here in Boston, games three and four. Then if necessary, game five will be Friday, April 21st, a week from Friday in Ottawa, game six, if necessary, a week from Sunday, April 23rd, back here in Boston at the TD Garden. And then game seven, if necessary, what, two weeks from this Wednesday, April 26th in Ottawa. So there's the first round playoff series for the Bruins. Now, I'm hearing a lot of people look at this Ottawa series and and they're happy with it. And I don't know that I'm I don't know that I'm happy with it, but I should say I am more pleased with this series than if they were playing the Washington Capitals. Cuz if Toronto got even one point last night against Columbus, the Bruins would be playing the Capitals in the first round. That is not going to be the case. So just to avoid Washington in the first round, Washington is the top team in the NHL, at least they were in the regular season, won the President's Trophy. To avoid Washington and play Ottawa, um, that's a good thing for the Bruins. Is Does that mean this is going to be an easy series against the Senators? Not at all. Not at all. And if you watched any regular season hockey between the Bruins and the Senators, you will know that this is not going to be an easy series. Because the Bruins did not beat the Senators once this season, in the regular season. They didn't beat them. They couldn't beat them. And um, because of that, you go into the playoffs now, and I think, look, you're hearing a lot of people just look at the fact that they're not going to play the Capitals, and they're happy to play Ottawa. All right, I don't know that I'm happy to play Ottawa. I'll say I'm more pleased to play Ottawa than Washington. That's how I'll look at it, right? Because you weren't going to beat Washington. I think you got a chance to beat the Senators. Now, the Bruins are dealing with some stuff, though. They're dealing with injuries. I told in the podcast last week that Tory Krug, what I'm being told, okay, by what I'm being told about the Tory Krug injury, lower body, is that there's a timetable here and he is not expected to play in the first round. Now, it's interesting that this series is going to be dragged out a little bit to where game seven will be two weeks from this Wednesday. If this thing does go six or seven games, I'll be interested to see what happens with Krug. But uh, I'm expecting him to miss a couple weeks. Krug was not on the ice today at practice. And they were also dealing with an injury to defenseman Brandon Kahlo, who got injured in the final game of the regular season. So with that, with no Kahlo, with no Krug, I can't tell you anything about Kahlo's injury other than they're saying it's upper body. I don't know what the extent of that injury is. But I can tell you, Krug, I'm not, based on what I'm told in the timetable there with the lower body, I'm told it's worse than day-to-day. And, uh, you know, I don't expect him in the first round, and they don't either. Now, there will come a point, whether it's late in the first round or if they get by the first round, and get to the second round, there'll come a point where, you know, pain threshold will be a real thing to see if he can go out, strap an e-brace on, and play. But I think you got to get to that point first. I think you're going to have to get to the second round first, or at least extend the first round series to where you are playing in maybe a game seven, two weeks from April. If you don't already win the series. Look, and maybe I'm teasing some of my predictions. I'm picking the Bruins to beat Ottawa in the first round. I I am. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I'm predicting this to be a lengthy series. And what I am giving the advantage to, I'm giving the advantage to players like Bergeron, um, to Marchand, to even 
in this series of Zidane Chara and also a Tuka Rask. I'm giving them the advantage because of their playoff experience and because of some of the success that they've had in previous playoffs. Now, again, I told you, it, this is not going to be a walk in the park for the Bruins. I think this is going to be a hard-fought series, and they might even struggle at some points. They're going to lose a couple games in the series. But I have them ultimately winning this one against Ottawa in, in what should be a dogfight. But they are missing more than just Krug and Kahlo, who are, who are key pieces. They're missing Nola Chari, who I think, you know, is, has been a huge piece to this Bruins team. He's a bottom six forward. He's somebody that's out there buzzing around, finishing checks, winning battles. And he's been the difference maker to the point where he was even putting a couple pucks in the net during that winning streak towards the end of the season. That ended up getting the Bruins into the playoffs to begin with. I don't know how long Achari's going to be out, but, you know, if he misses any time here during the postseason, that's going to be a big loss for the Bruins as well. But again, I think the ultimate advantage goes to guys like Bergeron, Marchand, uh, even Tuca and Shara with their playoff experience and success in previous playoff series. So um, I'm going to give this one and the edge to the Bruins and to that playoff experience. Now, the big story today is Charlie McAvoy. He actually got scratched yesterday with AHL affiliate Providence, and it led us to believe that he was going to get the call-up because of the Krug injury and also because of the Brandon Collow injury. And not only did he get scratched from Providence yesterday, McAvoy, but he has also signed an entry-level contract officially. He's at practice with the Bruins today, which means he's going to play in the playoffs, which means his con- you know, his... His deal begins early, and and you essentially, you know, cut off a year of this contract, right? You waste a year, and and waste is a strong word. I will say this. Originally, I was not on board with bringing McAvoy up and having him play and using that first year of the contract. I, I, I wasn't on board with it, mainly because he didn't play in any regular season games with the team, and... Also because they had other roles filled. Even when Krug went down, I said, okay, if they really want to play John Michael Lyles, this is a spot for Colin Miller to be guaranteed a playoff spot. You know, a spot in the lineup in the playoffs. And I would like to see that. But now that Kahlo goes down as well, even somebody like myself who was against originally bringing McAvoy up and basically, you know, knocking off a year of that contract early, I do now agree with Colin McAvoy up because I do believe at some point when you're in the playoffs, look, at some point, and even the Bruins said they, they weren't going to call McAvoy up, but at some point when you're in the postseason, you got to look at your organization and say, who's the next best guy to step up? Who's the next best player we could add to help this team win? And the answer to that question is Charlie McAvoy, right? It is. So... At some point, when you do deal with all these injuries and you're losing all these bodies left and right, you got to be realistic with yourself and say, all right, how much is, you know, bringing him up early really going to affect us? Look, if McAvoy's the player they think he can be, I guess ultimately it shouldn't be an issue. And which means that, you know, you extend him, you give him another contract, and he sticks around, and it's a good thing because that means you're keeping around a very good player. That's a core part of your team for the future, right? Um, I, I guess 
there's just, my thought process was there's a way to do it with a young kid. And if you don't play in any regular season games, I just don't feel like, you know, in a vacuum, it's not a good spot to just throw them into the playoffs right away. I, I, combined with the contractual stuff, I just didn't think it was a good idea. But we're not dealing in a vacuum anymore. We're dealing with specifics and details, and the details are Krug and Kahlo are out. So if you're the Bruins, you need another defenseman, what are you doing? You're saying to yourself, hey, we have a first-round series we think we can win. And with this series we think we can win, when we have to bring up a defenseman, and not just bring him up, but also put him in the lineup, who is the next best talented defenseman that we have to put in this lineup? There's no question the answer to that is Charlie McAvoy. So at some point, you do need to look at it and say, who's the next man up? Who's the next best man up? And McAvoy is that guy. And uh, that's the move you got to make. So I was against it originally, but seeing the things that have happened, and now on top of it, you get a series that I think you can win. It makes sense to, to, to throw Charlie McAvoy into the fire, so to speak. So that's the big move for the Bruins. Uh, McAvoy at practice today on this Monday morning, and he's wearing number 73. So another move is they recall Zane McIntyre, goalie Zane McIntyre, on an emergency basis. I don't know how long he's going to be up, but I can say that Hedobin, well, he left the game, the last regular season game on Saturday against Washington in the third period. And they're saying because he didn't feel well. The last thing you should hope for if you're the Bruins is for an illness to be running through that room like it's running through the Red Sox clubhouse. Like, this is the time of year that you do get sick. There's something going around. Pete, I was sick last week a little bit. Uh, We had people coming in here and Beantown Athletics saying they, they were sick. You know, this is the time of year, and we've heard it is going around. So the last thing you want if you're the Bruins is to get hit with the flu bug right now. I don't know if that's the case, but... To hear that Hadobin the other day left after two periods because he wasn't feeling well, that tells me that maybe there's something going on. I think I read, too, today that Krejci wasn't at practice. I guess I wonder if he got hit with the flu. If the flu bug's running around in there, then maybe they don't have a shot to win this series. Look, it's not going to be an easy series against Ottawa, but I think it's one that they certainly can win, even with the injuries that they have. Now, if they get to a second round to play, let's say the Montreal Canadiens, you know, at that point, you're saying, well, it'd be nice to have Krug back. Also, it would be nice to get Achari in there. And even with that, I don't know that they could beat Montreal. But I'm not going to tease all my picks. I'll close out the show with my Stanley Cup playoff predictions in a segment that we call, at least during the NFL season, Picks, Picks. And uh, some interesting music will play in the background. As you know, when I do these things, I like the old school mu- the old school theme songs of the respective sports that we're making the picks for. Uh, so I got a, I got a, a song that's going to fire you up if you are in Stanley Cup playoff mode. One other NHL thought here before I just get to a couple other things. Sean Thornton calls it quits. And I actually, when Sean Thornton was on, Pete, I don't know if you remember, he was on this show not last season. Was it last season? No, it was two seasons ago when he was with Florida. And... Uh, Right? He's been with Florida. He's been with Florida three years. I've, either way, last season, season before. His first year with Florida. He was on this show. And he said he had the to golf, me. The golf tournament that he didn't invite you to. The golf tournament. <laughs> that he, no, he did. Did he invite? I don't know. 
I don't know if that's actually the case. I think we were busting his balls on the show, right? Is that yeah, what happened? Yeah, you were giving him shit. Um, but he said on this show, he was like, oh, I'm done after this year. Turns out he stayed and he hung around an extra year. So I think it was last season. I think it was during last season. But um, he stuck around and he played his final game the other night. They gave him a nice send-off. Florida Panthers gave him a nice send-off. And Sean Thornton was the best. He was the best. And I, I thought the Bruins should have never got rid of him because the Bruins certainly could use him. I wish they could sign him right now for the playoffs just to be a veteran in that room. And I think that would help this Bruins team, maybe even advance an extra round in the playoffs. But uh, Sean Thornton's the best. And we wish him the best of luck moving forward after his hockey career is now done. But I think a storyline that's getting lost, and Pete, you'll appreciate this, but a storyline that's lost in the Sean Thornton, you know, impending retirement here is that the old-school CCM helmets, this is the official goodbye to the old CCM helmets. He's, well, he's the last one left? Oh, he's the last. I think oh, so. Wow. Why, do you know anyone who no, wears it? No, no, it's just, it's amazing. I, I don't know anyone else that wears it's that a helmet. Sad day. I don't know anyone else that wears that old-school CCM helmet. They don't sell them anymore, certainly. This not right. When's the last time you saw the CCM, that CCM helmet? I, I, it's in men's league. Guys in men's leagues. They're worn in men's leagues, and Sean Thornton wears it in the NHL still. Uh, good for him for finding a way to wear the helmet. It's a sick lid, but that's officially the end, I think. Now, was he the last one left that didn't have to wear a half shield? One of them. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple other guys, obviously. Right. I mean, Chara, Chara doesn't wear yeah. one. Um, I, think it, I think there are a couple guys that, if they chose not to wear one, they, they could because they've been around the league. They've been it. in the league long enough. Obviously, if you come in now, you have to wear one. Right. But it's just just the CCM helmet, the old school CCM helmet. It's the official goodbye to that. Now, Sean Thornton actually put his skates in the trash. He said he would do it. His final game, he put his skates. There was a picture of it on social media. His skates, nice skates too. His skates in the trash. He's done. Uh, I, I don't know what he's doing next, but he's always invited to come on this show. That's for sure. But I just needed to point out the storyline is being overlooked. Is a, an official goodbye to the old school CCM helmets. Unless I, unless you got someone else who wears it, send me the tweet. I, I'd like to know. But I'm pretty sure he is the last guy to wear that helmet. He is. Uh, so Sean Thornton calls it a career. Um, so that's what we have here on this Monday, April 10th. Look, we were going to do some basketball talk with Brandon Wahlberg. And he kind of he left us hanging here. And he left the people hanging because there are a lot of people on social media that were tweeting me last night wondering what's going on with the new Tom Brady movie. And, you know, Brandon, he's in the movie. He has all the details. And we thought he was going to come on and talk about it. And a lot of people wanted to see that happen. And we planned for it and we prepared for it. And, uh, you know, it just, just, didn't, just didn't happen. And now, instead of getting into some NBA, like now I don't know if he's ever going to come on. You know what I mean? So now I don't know if we're ever going to do our NBA, get his NBA predictions, his NBA postseason predictions. Um, so, I'll, I mean, I'll do it myself, right? I'm, I, you know I'm going to get into NBA playoff stuff. But it would have been nice, you know, to have him in and, and give his NBA picks, but it doesn't look like that is going to happen. Also something I'm working for this week, and I don't know if this is going to happen either, but we might have a better shot at this than... Uh, getting Brandon back here in studio. 
is the WWE, Pete, is in town tomorrow night, Tuesday night, SmackDown. And I can recall a couple years ago when we relaunched this podcast as the Danny Picard Show in this new studio, I wanted to get some WWE stuff, whether it was get a superstar in studio or me go to the garden and get it. I could do it anywhere. I could bring my microphone, remote microphones, do an interview one-on-one. And I reached out to them, and I talked to someone in WWE, and they told me they don't do podcasts. And I was like, what do you mean you don't do podcasts? That's, I mean, that's what this is now, podcasts. And I was told they don't do podcasts. Uh, We're working on something with somebody in the WWE, which would be a pretty cool segment, a pretty cool interview. But where it's Monday and it's not finalized yet, and they're in town, I don't think they show up till late tonight, probably early tomorrow morning. they, They only come to town for one day, right? Because they're probably doing a house show. I think the SmackDown guys even do a house show tonight while Raw's going on, which is a little weird to me. But I think that's what they do, unless they're in town today. You know, it was look last week, what I've been working on with the WWE, what I was trying to do, it was looking good. Now, it's not looking so good. Uh, it's kind of falling apart on me. I, I don't understand why we wouldn't be able to do it. Like, what would, what would be the negative impact, Pete? What would be the negative impact of me going to the garden with a couple microphones and interviewing this WWE superstar that I'd like to interview? I'm not going to give it away. Who? Who we've been talking to. But what, Pete, what would be the negative impact of that? Can you think of one? I have no idea. Like, what would stop them from it's saying, just... nope, you can't do this? You know, you I'm now think... on the Podcast One Network with some oh. big-name wrestling guys. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, he's on the Podcast One Network. I believe he's still, you know, they, you can still get his podcast on um, the WWE Network. He's on Podcast One Network, and it's on WWE Network. And I'm on podcast one with him. Who else is on there? I think Jim Ross, uh, he doesn't really have an affiliation with WWE anymore, though he was at WrestleMania, and he actually did the play-by-play for the main event um, as the you know guest play-by-play guy. Who? What other WWE? Chris Jericho is on podcast one. So, I mean, can they really, can their excuse be, we don't do podcasts? Because I'll be like, yeah, you do. And in fact, you do podcasts, on the same network that I'm part of. Like, technically, me and Chris Jericho are colleagues. And by the way, I don't want to talk to... I'm not trying to talk to Jericho. That's not the guy that we're going after. But it's like, they can't use that excuse anymore. I'm trying to think of ways, like, how this has been held up. Right? And it's it's just... I I can't think of a good reason why it would be held up. But um, maybe I'll have some news on it. Maybe the next time you hear from me, I will actually be doing the one-on-one with this WWE superstar. Will it be in this studio? I don't know. Will I have to go to them? Maybe. But I'm telling you right now, I'd be willing to go to the garden. Like, shouldn't they have free reign problem. to promote themselves? Um, They should. But, I mean, I've dealt with enough media relations staff members to know that those guys don't like when someone like me... They might look at it like I'm going behind their back. And in reality... That's not what I'm doing. It's like you try to, when you're in my position, you try to take advantage of the connections that you have. Like that's the, that's the reality of the situation, the world that I live in. And, you know, whenever I've had an athlete or a GM or 
uh, a front office president type, of, uh, president of, you know, the president of a baseball team in studio or on the phone or I go to them. I've never gone through media relations. And I do think that pisses the media relations off. Like, I think because it's their job to control that stuff. And when I go through back channels to get it, it's, it's kind of out of their control. So you're right. These people can handle their own stuff. It's just sometimes, you know, if you're not like the top dog or one of the top dogs, they don't want to piss their own media relations off. So they feel like the right way to go about it would be for me to go through media relations. But then when it comes time for me to go through media relations, it's like, okay, I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm ESPN, right? I'm not ESPN. So I, I don't have that following. I'm not that name. I'm not the mothership. When I go to them, it's not necessarily as appealing to them as it is to me to get this interview. So that's why media relations sometimes steps in. And that's, that, that's not good for me. And I don't know. I think that might be happening right now, which means that perhaps this WWE segment isn't going on. But anything that I've ever given you, interview, I, I have not gone through media relations. And it's not because I choose not to. It's just... When you have the connection in a certain way to get somebody involved on your show, you know, knowing that I've been rejected in the past by media relations, it's like, why would I keep going that way if I know I can get this guy without going through media relations? Get what I'm saying? But look, it's something we're working on. You know, maybe it ends up the way it ended up today with Brandon Wahlberg. I'm, I'm going to have to go through Brandon's publicist next time to get him on the show. All right. Oh, he's he's going to be so busy filming at Augusta. As uh, Ricky Fowler. But that's that's the reality of the situation that we're in for this week. Um, but always we're always on to the next thing. Always on to the next guest. And always on to the next game plan. Always seemingly back to the drawing board on this show. But there's no place we would rather be. Before I get to my NHL predictions for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Real quick, I read a story today. Which must piss the NFL off with everybody, every owner, every other team. And the story is that the Patriots are looking to do, they're going to, they're trying to find a place to put the fifth Super Bowl championship banner. Uh, They're trying to find a spot for it right now. They don't, they don't have a spot and they might have to even do some slight, a little construction on the stadium. To make sure that fifth banner, this is a real story, Pete, to make sure that fifth banner fits in. I'm not trying to rub it in to people that hate us and hate the Patriots. This is a real-life story. The Patriots are trying to find a way to fit the fifth NFL Super Bowl championship banner. Here's what I think they should do. I think they should cover up that stupid tunnel that they have. The walkway, the bridge, that would do two, one of two, they would do two things, really. It would make the building louder. One, you would think that is that's science, right? You don't have this big. What do you mean, just close in that yeah, opening? It should be enclosed. The stadium should be. There should not be any opening like that. That's foolish. What you don't think that affects the the noise level at Gillette Stadium? That tunnel, that open? No, I, I mean I think it's plenty loud there as it is. Eh. <laughs> do you? When's the last time I you think were there? Uh, the Gillette Stadium? Yeah. I, dude, I spent five se- saying, four seasons the covering the there? team. Not last season, the season before. In the crowd. In the stands. Right. I was a fan for this one. Um, it was a game against the Bills. Not up in the press box? No. 
Even in the I mean, even in the press box, you still can leave and go outside and hear how loud it is. But come on. And I don't blame the fans. I blame the stadium. I don't like Gillette Stadium, but I don't like that little hole, that little tunnel, that little bridge. I they don't got. mind it. They should close it up. I don't mind it. Put a Super Bowl banner there and in the process, make it louder. The one thing that tunnel is good for, you know what it is? If they had WrestleMania at Gillette Stadium, that tunnel would be a great entrance point. Right? They could do something pretty cool there. But, you know, if they're looking for a spot for the fifth Super Bowl championship banner, guess what? That's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to cover that tunnel up and put a put a huge banner there. They should just put one big... That's what they should do. They should just put one huge banner hanging down over the tunnel, be, right, with all awesome. the championships. That would be great. That would be great. Um... But we'll see what they do with that. All right. Let's wrap it up with my my picks. The Stanley Cup playoff predictions. Uh, I, you know, I usually go crazy in-depth with this. But it's just, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I didn't go, I didn't go, I'm not going in-depth with the detail. You know why? Because with the NHL, and I'm a hockey guy, but it's just, the Stanley Cup playoffs, I just feel like are so tough to predict. So I don't really try to waste your time. Like, I feel like if you get into the details of a Major League Baseball playoff series, we can get into the starting pitches. We can match up. the. You know what I mean? There's just more things I feel like you can match up, and, and you have a better chance to come up with a realistic winner of a certain series. The NBA, I think the same too. You could say the same with that because... Superstar talent ultimately wins out, and you're essentially picking the better superstars to win. I think it's it's easier to pick the NBA playoffs and the NFL playoffs. I think you could do the same thing: match up defenses with quarterbacks. Um, you know, it's a quarterback league, so I think you have a better chance in those sports to predict winners. The, the NHL is so tough; it's a tough thing to do. And um, I, I guess the way that I, I pick my Stanley Cup champion, and, and you'll see right now is. You know, and you know what? I'm not going to tease it. We'll just—I I don't want to give my Stanley Cup champ before I could th- go through all the rounds. So, Pete, picks, picks, Stanley Cup playoff predictions. Hit the music, would you? Oh. What a song! I had to take my headphones off because it's so damn loud. I wanted to gas it up in the beginning. Yeah, you gassed it up, all right. You gassed it up. Um. What a song. This was ESPN National Hockey Night. And it makes me think of all like the old music. Like NBA on NBC was a great song. I played for my Major League Baseball predictions last Monday. The MLB on Fox theme, the old one. Now they play the NFL on Fox for Major League Baseball. It's stupid. They should go back to the old MLB. I played it for you last Monday. This is ESPN's National Hockey Night theme. What a jam this is. I could listen to this in my headphones going for a run out Castle Island, Pete. No lyrics, no words. You don't need it. You just need the orchestra playing this thing, rocking out to it. Playoff hockey, is there anything better? And as I just told you, there's nothing that is less predictable. Here we go. I am going with the Montreal Canadiens over the New York Rangers. 
Then I'm going with the Bruins over the Senators. Then I got you the Capitals over the Maple Leafs. The Penguins over the Blue Jackets. Let's go to the Western Conference. The Blackhawks over the Predators. The Blues over the Wild. Calgary over Anaheim. That's right, I'm doing it. Then I'm going Edmonton over San Jose, which begins the second round over in the West of Chicago. I'm going Chicago over St. Louis. Then I'm going with Calgary over Edmonton, setting us up for Chicago, Calgary, Western Conference Finals in the East. I'm going Montreal over the Bruins in the second round. Then I'm going Washington over Pittsburgh, setting us up for the Canadians and the Capitals. And then the Blackhawks and the Flames. I'm taking Chicago over Calgary. And I am taking Washington over Montreal, setting us up for the Blackhawks and the Capitals in the Stanley Cup Final. And your Stanley Cup champ, I'm just going to keep rolling with them and I'm going to keep predicting them to win it until they actually do and say, this is the year. Ovechkin raises it over his head. The Capitals, they will be hoisting La Coupe, Stan Lee, later this summer. Washington will win the Stanley Cup. Braden Holpe, Ovechkin, the moves that they made at the deadline. I just think this is the time for the Capitals. I think I said that the last two years, but like I told you, this thing for me is as simple as they're the best team in the league, President's Trophy winner. Uh, I know they've been no good in the playoffs in the past, but you got to think. At some point, isn't Ovechkin, Holpe, aren't they going to rise to the occasion? you got to think they're going to be able to do it. If they do play Chicago, that'll be a tough series. If I'm them, you don't want to play Chicago. But I think that's how it's going to play out. Washington, Capitals, your Stanley Cup champions. And those are picks picks for the Stanley Cup playoffs. I love this song. Love it. Love it. I think we should just ride it out with this, Pete. Let's ride it out with this song. That's what we'll do. I'm here twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. I'll keep you updated on Twitter as to my status on Brandon Wahlberg as a future guest on this show and also that WWE segment that we're shooting for uh, tomorrow as they're in town for SmackDown. They're at the TD Garden tomorrow night. The WWE SmackDown. And as the playoffs begin Wednesday night, the Bruins Senators game one in Ottawa Wednesday night. I'll react to it on Thursday's podcast. Keep an eye on the Red Sox. They return home tomorrow, Tuesday, for a series against Baltimore. I'll react to that as well. And the NBA playoff race, where will the Celtics be? What will their seed be? They've guaranteed themselves no worse than the number three seed. Uh, But whatever they do get, I'll react to that on Thursday as well. Pete, nice job behind the board. Follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard. Facebook, all forms of social media. You can get this show at dannypicard.com. iTunes, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are available. And now also on the Podcast One Network. I am out. Talk to you Thursday.